0: I'm joined now by RNZ business editor in the studio with me Giles Bickford. ora, Giles.
1: Kira to you, Charlotte.
0: KMD has broken the billion-dollar threshold.
1: Indeed, we used to know it as Catman Do, but uh, they uh, figured they needed another name. But the outdoor goods retailer's fully profit is down slightly, but it's had record sales and improved profit margins. Net profit just uh, down to $36.6 million in the year the June. Sales were up 13% to a record $1.1 billion. The company owns the Kathmandu, Rip Curl and the footwear brand Oboes. And it's also seen a marginal improvement in its uh, profit margins, around 59%. Chief Executive Michael Daly says it's uh, the group's first year of post-pandemic in uninterrupted trading. And while consumer sentiment is a bit weak in all of its markets around the world, that remains a challenge. And obviously with the performance we saw in Q4, we've got parts of our business that... Uh trading not as well as other parts of the business, specifically Kathmandu selling um, puffer jackets in this unseasonably warm weather is um, somewhat challenging, so uh, look overall uh, we're we're happy with where we're at, you know the fact that we're continuing to grow across all of our three brands gives us confidence that we're on the right path. Michael Daly says the group's well positioned to manage challenging economic periods and an expectation of a continued return to travel. Positive response to the launch of new products and the outdoor lifestyle trend after the pandemic. Well, as you may have heard in the news, the current account deficit has fallen to its lowest level in a year on the back of a rebound in tourism. But the country continues to live well beyond its means. Stats NZ data shows the June quarterly deficit fell a billion dollars to 4.2 billion, and the annual deficit dipped down to 29.8 billion. Ken Moody has the details. The deficit is equal to 7.5% of the value of the economy, the lowest since March 2022. On the goods side, imports rose more than $8 billion over the past year, driven by higher volumes of more expensive fuel, while exports grew more modestly. But the services side of the economy benefited from overseas tourists spending more in New Zealand than Kiwis did overseas, And the country's high interest rates resulted in overseas investors earning more from their investments here than New Zealand earned from its overseas holdings. The data is better than expected by analysts, but reaffirms New Zealand needs to borrow many billions to pay its bills, although credit rating agencies say our top-level ratings are safe for now. The number of banking scams is growing at a worrying rate, according to the Banking Ombudsman's Office. Ombudsman Nicholas Sladden says new and more sophisticated scams have led to a 43% rise in the number of complaints, with most of them being about phishing or investment scams. She says nearly a third of all complaints it investigated were about scams, with an average loss of $57,000. And that's cost New Zealanders more than $200 million in the past year.
0: We think that banks and other agencies can do more to better protect consumers from fraud and scams. And while banks are investing in better systems and security, we think that there are some initiatives like confirmation of payee systems that can also help reduce the rate of losses and the harm from
1: scams. That's Nicholas Sladen, the banking ombudsman. Meanwhile, a new report from the online safety group NetSafe says the financial losses from online scams and frauds is probably heavily underreported. The Crown Agency Cert NZ has put the losses from scams and other incidents for the past year at just 22.4 million. However, NetSafe says research estimates uh, estimates that nine out of 10 cybercrime incidences go unreported. And the true cost of online fraud is probably more than $200 million a year. Well, it's another big week for leading central banks, with the US Federal Reserve, the Bank of England and the Bank of Japan all reviewing policy in the next couple of days. The Fed's expected to leave rates unchanged, but leave the door open to a further rate rise before the end of the year. While the Bank of England is set to raise rates again, Possibly it'll be its last rise in this cycle. Well, the stated aim of most central banks around the world has been to get inflation back to the favoured target of 2%. One looming issue is the recent surge in global oil prices, which threatens to give a new boost to inflation. Well-known analyst Mohamed El Erian, who is an advisor to the finance firm Allianz, says aiming for inflation below 3% may be too hard in the current environment.
0: We are living through a different process of globalization. The labor markets have skill mismatches. Companies are looking to diversify the supply chains. And we have an energy transition. In a world like that, 2% is not the right target right now. Central banks are going to have a very simple choice. Either you pursue 2% and you crush... The economy, or you promise us 2% down the road, you promise us that the destination is ultimately 2%, but you pursue a 3% journey. And I think that between those two choices, we are more likely to end up in the second than in the first.
1: That's uh, noted economic uh, commentator Mohammed el Arian Well, it's just coming up to 26 past 12. Time to catch up on financial markets. I'm joined by Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Belinda. Kura jars. Well, it's been an upsy-downsy period for the local share market. Down yesterday. How are we looking today?
0: Mm, Actually, fairly flat today. Just uh, down eight points. The S and P NZX fifty is at eleven thousand three hundred and thirty six. There wasn't much of a lead from offshore and. Most uh, leading stocks are a little bit mixed as we look through them today um, Kathmandu there 's no change in their share price at eighty two cents after that result came in line with expectations uh, we 've got auckland airport they' just up one at seven eighty seven a two milk down six at four sixty seven Contact Energy they're down four cents at eight sixteen, EBOS is up thirty-five cents at thirty-five thirty-five. Fletcher Building up seven at four sixty one, Fish and Pike Healthcare down eleven at twenty-one eighty. Uh Fonterra, they're up eight cents at three thirty-one. Those dairy prices overnight uh, showed another improvement. Um, we've got Infratil down five at ten nineteen, main freight's up forty-four at sixty four forty nine. Uh, Sky City's up one at one ninety-one. Spark is down one at 477 and Somerset up
1: two at 982. Well, just give us a headline for how Australia has opened and then the currency, please.
0: Yeah, Australia's a little bit softer right across the board there. They're down 31 points, almost half a percent, at 7,165. Um, Against most of our trading partners, we've moved a little bit higher today, possibly on the back of those dairy prices. Against the US dollar, 0.5949. Against the pound, 0.4801. The euro's at 0.5568. The Australian dollar, 92.05. yuan up slightly at 4.344. And the yen up again at 87.91. Five-year swap rate, that's a bit higher today at 5.088%. 90-day bank bill, just up one at 5.71%. Brent Spot Oil's 9773 a barrel. And we've got gold uh, just down 65 cents. It's trading at $1,930.28 an
1: ounce. Thank you very much. That's Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. That gold, that uh, oil price is $97 US a barrel. That's the highest in the year, the reason why your pump prices are rising. We'll update the news and the numbers for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Cura.
0: No, Giles. Bigfoot, thank you for their update.